0: Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is me to be the TK Kirkland. You listen to the TK Kirkland podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkland podcast, and when I tell you, I meet some of the most amazing people on this planet, and I want to introduce you to a woman who I think is phenomenal, and. We was talking on the phone, and we was just talked about a lot of different things. And I said, "Listen, would you do my podcast?" I said because I would love the world to hear your outlook on certain things and what we had discussed, ladies and gentlemen. She talked about a, a boyfriend that cheated on her. They knew each other for years. He cheated on her. When she was eighteen. He didn't tell her until he was twenty-three. And he broke, she broke up with him because she felt betrayed. And her being a woman today, she's in her late 30s, early 40s, I'm just going to say that. Um, she said she would have done it differently. So, Greg, can you tell that story and then explain what you've learned from being a, a young girl to a woman now?
1: Okay, so it was with my high school sweetheart um i'd known him since the fifth grade we grew up in the same neighborhood he lived five houses down from me um when i turned 21 i actually moved out with him we lived together we had a home together we pretty much had started our life we started doing everything like leaning towards um marriage and we were together um, pretty much all through high school and then um one day, like, after I got out of the shower, he just was like, I need to talk to you about something. And the tone of his voice, I kind of was like, okay, he's about to tell me he cheated or something like that. I don't know, just something gave me that women's intuition. And I remember telling him, I was like, if you're about to tell me that you cheated, um, she better have been cute and it better not have been somebody that I know. And what he ends up telling me is that he cheated. And at the time, I was 23 and he was 24 and he tells me that when um he was 18 and I was 17 that he actually cheated on me with a girl who lived on our same street but he kept it but he he hid it all these years mm-hmm. um he he knew it would it would hurt me but he was too afraid to tell me so
2: okay.
1: what I did is I broke up with him over that and as a grown woman I know now that that was a dumb decision, and let me say why. For one, the reason I was so hurt, I think, behind it is because I still had been friends with this girl. It's someone that I went to high school with and junior high with who I thought was a friend. I had her coming around, being around my man and everything, not knowing that they had messed around when we were um, seniors in high school. Mm -hmm. So had I known that, I... I probably would have, I wouldn't have brought her around. So I feel like if he would have told me earlier, I would have still stayed with him, but I would have just pushed her to the side. But I think what hurt me so bad is I still kept having this woman in my life and he would would talk bad about her and I never understood. But if I fast forward as to now what I would do differently up until that point, there was never any problems in our relationship. He never put hands on me. He never verbally assaulted me. He took care of everything. He paid bills. Um, he was a high-value man, um, a great earner. Um, we had a lot of potential as a couple, but what I let get in my way, um, what some women do is I let my ego and my pride get in the way. Mhm. Yeah. If I would, if I see things now as I see them, you can't let one simple indistri- indiscretion. If somebody's been pretty much not perfect, but had very few faults the whole time, I right. let one. I, w- I let one indiscretion ruin what could have potentially been a lifetime of happiness, and that's because. I wasn't seeing things as an adult and I had a false sense of reality. I had this sense of reality that men don't cheat when you're in a committed, um, compatible relationship everything's perfect and Mm -hmm. for the most part yes that can be true but I didn't give any grace to him as a young man for learning and the fact that he actually came to me with it and didn't sneak around. The the other part I didn't mention is when he came to me with that information, his reasoning for telling me that was because he didn't want to go into a marriage because he wanted to actually propose to me with anything hanging over his head or having a guilty conscience or any status. Wow.
0: Yeah, you didn't say say that. Mm -hmm.
1: I know. And I still said, even though he told me that, he said that after he told me, I still said we're not going to be together anymore. And I moved out and I moved back home because I was that prideful. He even tried to get me back, even though, you know, I reiterated I didn't want him. He kept coming to my job, bringing me flowers, trying to take me out to dinner, had his family asking, had my parents asking to give him another chance, and I was not Wow. Happy.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, I so to understand the difference here. He told her five years or four years later, it wasn't like in the same week. This was years later. And the reason why I wanted to share that story, how can i can to say this? We know that men and women do cheat. It's all ego because when it gets down to it, you say to yourself, well, how could you cheat on me? Not me. Like, you cheated on me. You're out your fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And there is just no right. Answer, I think everything, ladies and is really based on, um who you are, and what your beliefs are, and at that moment, and are you willing to forgive? See, what I tell people now, I mean, being a dealt, this week, for some reason, I've dealt with so many people, and infidelity, guys that cheated on their wives and girlfriends, and They've seen pictures and videos of people doing things. And I pretty much tell everybody, let that person go with their life. What happened to you was perfect because you were young, and you had time to still make that a great life. Now yes. when you're older and you cheat on your wife or your husband or you cheat on your girlfriend and you propose mm-hmm. to her to marry, I think that's some of the most ridiculous shit on the planet, Right. When a guy, right, when a guy cheats on a girl and she gets caught and this baby, I love you, I want to propose to you, and that woman marries that guy. And what I tell people is both of y'all are going to be miserable for the rest of your life. So you marry someone you cheated on. How ignorant. And I know there's a lot of people who are listening around the world. I really want you to listen to what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense to hurt that person forever. So be what I told everybody was let that person go, go going about your life, and stop lying to yourself. Most men who are listening to this, and women, are lying to themselves being in a relationship. You're not happy. You're miserable. You're doing it for whatever reason. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes in life you... Gotta survive. So, some of y'all are married because you know, girl, a guy, helps pay the bills. Like, it's, it's called survival. Some people do these things. And I just wanted to bring this to the world, B, because, like I told you, this I was amazing. This story, and ladies, she's such an amazing woman. I so was we talking earlier this week, and when we were talking about, and this is another respect, I was on um, Hollywood Unlock about not bashing the LBGTQ community. Because so we not not who was talking about this before the ticket. They're talking about how we're tired of this stuff being promoted to our children. What I didn't know is how they're really... I knew the government was behind it, and I was it but I didn't know they were pushing it so hard. And let's go with California for a minute. How hard they was pushing this in California. And I want this young lady to explain to you guys what you're about to hear is going to blow your fucking mind. So, Brick, from the conversation we had the other day about how they're pushing this agenda in the schools and what you think we can do to help the kids, right, Mm -hmm. tell us after that what you think we can do to help the kids because this shit is serious, and I want the people to hear what you're about to so I'm going to stay quiet for a second and let you just go.
1: Sure. So I don't have a little one that's um, able to go to school yet, but he, he'll be ready in the next year and a half to go into um, be it public school or private school. However, yeah. a majority of my friends do have children in elementary school, all the way up to high school, and they're struggling right now because a lot of them have mixed faith. Some of them are Catholic. Some of them are um You know, Hinduism, some of them Muslim, and they're really struggling because with their religious beliefs and just the way that they were raised, it's it's different. They're letting children now as young as kindergarten choose the name that they would like to be called and the orientation that they choose. They're letting the child pick which restroom they want to use and what they want to wear to school. Um, There no longer is a dress code in public schools. it it states in most of the syllabuses, and this is in um, the Northern California area, that as long as the buttocks and genitals are covered, the child can wear it to school. As long as the shirt is free of, you know, any racial terms or um, any profanity, they can wear it. So with the exception of that, that means that a young lady can wear a half-top. Now, for someone who's smaller in stature, that's not necessarily a bad thing if you have, let's say, a daughter who weighs less than a hundred pounds and she wears little shorts and a tank top. That's right. not going to get. That's not going to give the same weight, you know, as you have a young daughter shaped like Meg the Stallion and she can now wear that to class and and be a distraction, not only to
2: mm-hmm.
1: not not only to teachers but also to other students or young men in class. And then there's the issue with the how. The gender identification. There's some people, some friends I have who haven't had those sexual discussions yet with their third grader about, um, different genders or sexuality. Because at that age, they, they haven't discussed it because kids aren't having sex in third grade. It's not, it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not, kids should be focused on playing with Ninja Turtles or playing with Barbie dolls, not with what their body parts do or don't do. But what the school, what the school is emphasizing is, um, the practice of being open sexually and uh, promoting that gender. And essentially what has happened is if you disagree with any of those aspects, your kid is then um, going to look at as different because they have to get pulled out of class any time those subjects are discussed. Right. So for example, I have a, a one of my friends, her daughter is in eighth grade, and they recently did health. The family mm-hmm. life, but she was fine with her daughter, you know, doing the family health because she thought it was a normal thing, you know, menstruation, um, puberty, hair growing in places. She was okay with that. However, they 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 decided to add on pronouns, um, talking about sex toys and
0: um, wait 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 what? Don't talk about what? Sex toys.
1: Ways, well, different ways that people stimulate each other or how? how wow. How, how sex occurs and homosexuality and, uh, you know, sex between a man and a man and a woman and a woman. And so for her, her daughter was really upset because she, you know, she's like, well, I'm going to be only one of five kids who's not going to be in that class. So now her daughter is outcast because she said, I'm sorry, honey, I don't mind that you learn, out, learn about sexuality, but those other topics I'm not ready for you to know yet. So she had to be pulled out of class. And then also when they were teaching – um in one of her health classes about tolerance she was very upset about this as well she said you know hey my daughter's muslim why aren't we talking about tolerance of muslim people or you know black lives matter or you know people that are jewish why are we they instead put an emphasis on they they actually did a worksheet to the kids that showed um, a kid who identified with a different gender and you know how you should respect them, how they should you know how they should be treated, um things like that, but did not want to put an emphasis on um being a person of color and being a person of a different religion or even somebody with a different body shape, maybe you're heavy set, maybe you're skinnier, maybe you mm-hmm. know maybe you're, maybe you're battling an eating disorder or or an overeating disorder none of none of none of those disabilities or issues, but only. Mm-hmm only an emphasis on the LGBTQ and it's even in the syllabus when they start school that these are the key these are the key issues so you as a parent have to make sure you're reading the syllabus and you understand what is being said the books that are allowed to be in the um, in the classroom and even in the the school library they all it's, it's a it's it's a lot of information that you may not want your child who's under fifteen years old to read.
2: Right, so, right. It's
1: now it's now there. Like she even said she wouldn't mind it as much if it was high school age, because in high school then you are getting exposed to that. But these are these are children who are just starting puberty in junior high and elementary school and they're being exposed to this. And being Now let me ask you a
0: question. You got a young kid, you, your kid goes to the school and you see this in the syllabus and this is still probably going on, or even worse by the time your kid gets into school, and the question is, has anyone ever asked the principal or super uh, counselor what is the purpose behind all of this like why are they why is this so important in these schools that this is a- this is like you said they're not talking about nothing else they're pushing this.
1: They said it's to protect the safety of those children. And and my friend's rebuttal is, what about the safety of my child? She's Hispanic and she's a Muslim girl. What about her safety?
0: No, that's not what I mean. What I mean, babe, is what's the outcome of this as the future moves? Why are they pushing this on children? And what is the reason that this is in all the schools, right?
1: They They said for acceptance and inclusivity because they're a targeted group. And I'm telling you, my best friend's rebuttal so when she spoke with the principal was like, my daughter's in a targeted group. She's a minority and she's Muslim. What protections do you offer her? And they said right now that, that's 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 not as serious of an issue as the LGBTQ community. That's what she was told. And, other,
0: and and the government is not behind other programs like they are behind the LGBTQ as well. The government is Pretty behind bad. it. Because to, be, to put it in the schools, it has to be signed off by somebody at the file. And this is in all the schools
1: in California, correct?
0: No, 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 in the whole country.
1: No, no, I know I it's getting a... pushed out everywhere, but I'm saying in California, it's, it's very, it's very, very prominent. It was the wow. first, it was the first one to adopt this, and then there's even rumor I hear push. For it, even in the private school systems, one of the private schools in my area was sued because their their um, their student who's in, who's LGBTQ stated that the sex health curriculum did not adhere to what what they felt, and of course it didn't. It, it's it was a it's a Christian school, so it's going to teach sexuality Bible based, and so now there's a lawsuit against that Christian school for discriminating and not explaining um LGBTQ sexual relations.
0: Wow. For not including it?
1: Correct. But that was <laughs> that's the whole purpose of it being a private school is that you can teach what you would like. It's private, right?
0: Right, right.
1: So so if it doesn't align with your values or your kids' values, then you don't pay the money and you just don't send your kids anymore. Send them somewhere else, right. correct?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not anymore.
0: So the 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 So they take out. It wouldn't
1: wouldn't shock me in the near future that they even pull that from private schools. Private schools will have to push it the way that it's being. Yeah, it's
0: coming for sure, baby. Oh yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. You better believe that it's coming. And the reason why, like I said, I wanted to bring this up because you saw how I was looking at you when we was talking, and I was like, what. Cause you know, it's been like I've been dark ages, like I'm so damn busy, I'm not even paying attention to this stuff. But we want people to know, so now, if it's everywhere, what can people do? Homeschool? Some people don't have time to homeschool.
1: They don't. And that's what my friends who have their kids in school, they keep telling me, you know, delay as long as you can, because now they actually have new legislation. I don't know if you know this. Children aren't even required to go to school until first grade. Kindergarten is not required. What? Kindergarten, is, well, kindergarten is no longer required in California. It's an option.
2: Wow. You heard
1: that correctly, yes. And you can look it up. It is an option. So they said, if they they said the fact that I only have one child, they said I would utilize that. And if you could homeschool, even though your kid may be socially awkward, they said it's better to protect them and have them be socially awkward. You socialize them yourself than expose them to everything that's going on. Because they wish they could, they only can shelter their kids so much, even with the TV programming and everything. You know, there's only so much they can do.
0: Yeah, because it, that is in the is in the cartoons and everything now.
1: Yes, that's why. You, so majority no. of my majority of my friends, they only let their kids watch things from the '90s because they know what's going to be in it.
0: Now we also discussed Barbie, and Thank I you. wanted you—I want you to tell the world what you thought of Barbie and why. You're going to love this, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to this. This is interesting.
1: So just a little bit of background for everybody about Barbie. Barbie was created in 1959 to be um, pro-female empowerment because women at that time had just started really getting into the workplace and having careers. So Barbie was a great aspirational doll for young girls to play with as opposed to playing with a baby doll, assuming the role of just, you know, a care provider. Barbie was a teenage fashion model for young ladies to aspire to be like Um, that was different than playing with a baby doll or pushing a stroller or or buggy. And then 10 years from that, 1969, they introduced the first black Barbie. But even still, everything that Barbie did, shortly after Barbie was introduced, Ken was introduced. Everything that Barbie did, Ken was by her side. They were a power couple, essentially. Mm -hmm. If Barbie was was an astronaut, Ken was an astronaut. If Barbie was a doctor, Ken was a doctor. If Barbie's a model, Mm -hmm. Ken's a model. So they were, they were honestly our first form of a power couple. And then they even showed – they were the first to show inclusivity by including a black Barbie. And they're showing that, hey, all women, you can aspire to look like this, carry yourself like this. Because Barbie was the all-American woman. No matter what shade she was, she was the all-American woman who could do anything. She still mm-hmm. could be a mother, a wife, but she still could – you know, own a business and have her Barbie dream house, her camper, everything. The perfect life. That's it And so me as a little girl, I adored Barbie because I'm like, when I grow up, I'm going to have a dream house. I'm going to have my kin. I'm going to have my perfect family. I'm going to have my sports cards. That's the life I wanted. So when the Barbie movie came out, I've been excited about this movie for two years. I was so hyped about it, excited to go to every – I was planning to see it multiple times. As much as I could, and then when I got to the theaters and I watched it, I left the theater in tears. I cried okay. for two hours, and I was upset for days. And the reason why I was upset, without spoiling the movie, so if those haven't seen it yet, I'm going to give some spoilers. Barbie okay. doesn't end up with Barbie doesn't end up with Ken. At the end of the movie, Barbie decides to go into the real world and become a woman and. The movie ends by her going to the gynecologist. She doesn't marry huh? Because she's
2: what's
1: it? she ends by going to the gynecologist. That's the end of the movie. First of all, it's PG thirteen, and there were young ladies in there who hadn't even probably started menstruating yet, so they're they're not going to understand the significance of that. It, it was it was an awful ending. Um, She disrespected Ken throughout the movie by demeaning him when he wanted to talk to her because in Barbie Land, it's a uh, matriarchy. But when Ken visited the real world, he saw that, well, in the real world, it's actually a patriarchy. And so he ended up trying to take over Barbie Land, but the only reason that Ken took over Barbie Land is because he was mistreated so much by Barbie. There's a scene in the movie where... And asked Barbie can I can I stay with you? I just want to spend time with you and she said, No, it's girls' night and he said, But every every night is girls' night in Barbie land and she's like, Exactly So it's it's indoctrinating young girls that girls night takes uh, precedence over spending time with your man. Okay. It's, it's, it's showing that you can be mean to your man and he still come running back to you and you can keep pushing him to the side. And it's showing at the end that you can have happiness and not be married i know other people may have different views on marriage but to me i don't mm-hmm. care what anybody, i don't care what anybody says no one wants to be alone and and buy a dog and die like kevin samuel mm-hmm. said. nobody wants that every woman wants to find her knight in shining armor her prince her kin, whatever you want to call it your shining your prince yeah. charming your kin that movie broke my heart because i had in my mind going to see it I'm going to, I loved in the previews. I'm like, oh, there's Asian kin, there's black kin, there's white kin, there's Hispanic kin. I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to see all these different races of Barbies having their beautiful dream wedding. Nope. Mm-hmm. Didn't see it. Barbie was a strong, independent, dominant, masculine woman. She looked beautiful. She looked like a feminine woman, but really she was behaving like a man. And it was the most mm. horrific. It was the most horrific thing that I. It it was so anti-femininity. It was anti-man. It was anti-family. It was not. It's not what. It's not what the creator, in my opinion, of Barbie would have wanted. That's not the okay. world. Okay. It it was any girl who grew up loving Barbie, and I've asked who's seen the movie, did say they were heartbroken that there wasn't a Barbie and Ken wedding. It was miserable.
0: Mm. No, I didn't know too much about Bobby, but that's the time I wanted you on in this interview because you made me—I mean, you painted such a clear picture of what Bobby was supposed to be like, and it was setting great examples. It was—it was showing great examples. The thing that's interesting to me in the world when I hear you talk because I'm much older than you. But when I hear these things and I see what, how the world has changed so much and I just don't know what we do from here. B. Like to have a woman of your stature, your age group to understand what the world's supposed to be like. and people probably say, Oh, what? We don't know what the world's supposed to be like. Oh yes, the fuck we do know what the world's supposed to be like. You know, if you understand God, you understand the universe. You know, so instead of, I'm going to get into man and woman, I'm not going to do that today, am too tired, but if you're breathing on this planet, when you've been here for a while, you can live the lie that you want, but we all know the truth, that's all, we all know the truth, you know what I mean, we all know the truth, so I find people Lie to themselves so much, and that's what hurts me the most. From men who get married to women who get married who don't really want to be married. Mm-hmm. Let that, let that. Whoever really wants to be married, be married. But well, if you're not going to really be married, don't be married. That's how but I it, feel.
1: But it, but it shouldn't be that you don't want to get married because a movie's indoctrinating that into it.
0: No, no, no. I'm just bringing. I'm just talking about. I'm just yeah. talking about that. I'm not thinking back about the movie now, even though it seems like it, no. I'm just saying, in general, because all my stuff that I do around the world and I'm talking to people, I tell them straight up, B, I say, you're not supposed to be married. You're lying to yourself. And let me tell the men what you go through when you lie to yourself. You start beating up the woman, start yelling at her. You're arguing all the time. Those are signs. And that's why you got to take your time to start dating. Most men shouldn't date and women shouldn't date until they close to fucking 30 years old to me. Because you're living in a tale world. I don't expect the world to be so perfect. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you hear them stories of people met when they were 17, and I'm extremely happy. Like, I was listening to Messi, the, the soccer player, and the other guy, Messi, who's been with his wife since she was 15 years old. He never had sex with another woman but her. But Messi, and I forgot the other guy's name. He's another superstar. He gives his um, baby mama $100,000 a month to take care of the kids. Well, when you got that kind of motherfucking money, the kind of money they got, Ain't nobody leaving. Nobody leaving. So, I just wanted to bring awareness to the world, ladies and gentlemen. Give your children knowledge as much as you can because once they walk out your door and they're in else's hands, their lives can be changed never a drop of a dime. And I just really wish people the best for you. I wanna um uh, I wanna thank you for spending your day with me and sharing this this your knowledge with the world because it's just so true. Oh, one more thing I wanna talk about too. We was talking about um high value women, we were talking about Kevin Samuel, we was talking about Andrew Tate. And explain to the world a conversation that we had about why some women get mad at people like myself, as you say, Kevin Samuels, because they they know it's true.
1: So what I've found is if a woman is truly high value, the things that Kevin Samuels and Andrew, T- Andrew Tate say go in one ear and out the other, it doesn't affect them because mm-hmm. he's not he's not speaking to them. If you're a woman, even if you're a woman over 40, if you're fit, you have your stuff together, you're married, or let's say you're a divorcee, but you're not a baby mama. You don't fit into what Andrew Tate and Kevin Samuels are speaking of. The women who are out of shape, who don't have that high intellectual level, don't have anything to offer a man besides what they can do to a be- in the bedroom, that cannot cook, um, that have a bad attitude, that aren't in a financial place where they can, they can live their life with or without a man. They're not dating for mm-hmm. companionship, or they're not dating with intention or let's or let's say they have so many bodies in their bank account or they have so many skeletons in their closet, then yeah, they hate everything that Kevin Samuels and Andrew Tate has to say, and that you have to say because they know that uh their ship has sailed, and so they're they're hurt and they're 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 injured dogs,
2: mhm.
1: But women who have it together, oh, we we love Andrew Tate and Kevin Samuels and things mm-hmm. like because that's the type of man that we want, or that's the type of men that we attract. So mm-hmm. it's it's not, it's not a big deal to us. We're either telling men, oh no, thank you, I'm I'm already, you know, I'm married, I'm taken, or we're dating someone who is a high value man like that. So we don't have to complain about oh, there's no men who who make more than six figures. There's no men who who Wanna help me pay bills and take care of me. We don't have to relate to that because we've always had a man who's high value. So mm-hmm. that that's a non factor.
0: I love that. You're awesome, B. Thank you. You're awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna tell you to ponder on this all week. Think about it. I'm on vacation, so but to let you know, September first, second, and third, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Up to Uptown Comedy Corner. Make sure you get your tickets at um comedy corner dot net. Get your tickets, it's gonna be a sold out event. I will be well rested, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so excited. I'm, you have no idea how excited I am about this. Um Young lady, I wanna thank you for your time. We'll talk so I'll handle it um so we can help the phone too, you know what I'm talking about. And okay. ladies and gentlemen, we are good. This is the C.K. Kirkland Podcast. Um, handle your hand, Have a beautiful week. And may your pain be champagne. Go. Come spend the night with me.
3: I'll take you to ecstasy. Men, let's face it, as we get older, our bodies change. The largest percentage of men over the age of 40 suffer from some type of erectile dysfunction. ED. Guys, don't let Ed creep into your bed. Discover Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland. Not just a bunch of pills to take, but a natural way to regain stamina and put the spark back in your love life. Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland. Now at Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland. And yes, ladies, we thought of you too. We are... Offer the honey pack, a safe natural way for you to decrease hot flashes and increase your libido. Bedroom Therapy (laughs) by TK Kirkland at Bedroom Therapy by (laughs) TK Kirkland.com. Log on today for special offers and discounts. That's Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland.com. Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland.com. Bedroom Therapy. Made for him. Thinking of her. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne Tha This
1: is an official Loudspeakers Network production.